Hello and welcome to Type 2 Take 2 Podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your Certified Ketogenic Integrative Health Practitioner, and this show is an extension of my coaching practice, Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness. Here, we discuss blood sugar dysregulation, hormones, and inflammation based off of research, clinical practice, and not-so-common sense. We use food, lifestyle, labs, and faith to get to the reason of why your body is going so crazy and then pull it out from the root. You'll not only learn why your body is doing what it's doing, but you'll also learn how to support it and heal it yourself. Welcome to the show. Kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner, and I'm here today to talk about beta cells and essential oils. Stay tuned. Did you know that clinical trials have shown that a daily dose of about half a teaspoon of baking soda per day can not only reduce acidity, but also actually slow progression of kidney disease and is now a therapy offered to patients? Did you know? All right, everyone, before I get started, I want to say a happy and Merry Christmas to everyone all around the world. Yes, it's a little bit late, but that's okay because that gives everyone an opportunity to actually soak in the enjoyment of Christmas, of being able to celebrate that Jesus was born. He came down, he came down to this earth and was born from a virgin and made our lives worthy of of the love of God. So I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. The Erste Kerstag, the Tweede Kerstag, First Christmas, second Christmas, Boxing Day, if you do it, um, whatever the case may be. But I do want to say Merry Christmas to all. And that's one part of our podcast today. So I want to go ahead and get that out there. And then, of course, today is um, New Year's Eve. And I also want to say Happy New Year. (laughs) So I want to do that too. Yeah, it's a little bit soon, but that's okay. Because... I won't be putting out a podcast episode for the exact New Year day. However, I do want to also let you know that I will be starting up once again with our weekly podcasts, um, and that is exciting to me. So I look forward to that as well. So I guess we can call this an update. Wow. Updates. All right, guys, chit chat. Now we're coming to the chit chat. Um, It has been a beautiful week thus far in the lovely state of California. Yes, I've made it down to the United States for two weeks to enjoy with my family, hence the sound of the alarm system. (laughs) You know, you would not hear that in my podcasting um, lab, if you will, otherwise. But I am uh, in the United States. I'm spending time with my family here. And um, embracing some of the holiday season, I can honestly um, attribute that to um, people who love and care about us. And they surrounded us with um, 
a gift of my of for Lydia and myself, a gift to make it down to the United States and uh just enjoy the time together and celebrate uh being loved really um as you all remember my husband he passed away in September and they wanted to make it an opportunity to just be with family um i have family up in in the netherlands as well my uh my schoon ouders and my schoon familie my um my in-laws however um they wanted those who were in the united states wanted to go ahead and give us a taste of united states home as well so that way we wouldn't feel so alone especially with these new um with these holidays this is a holiday without renee for the first time besides thanksgiving and so it was uh it's different and they wanted to make sure that we did we we felt not alone. So that's really awesome. So that's why we're here. We're here in the United States. Like I said, people loved on us and they uh, gathered and accumulated money, sold tamales, <laughs> sold items, made things, sold them so that way we can get to the United States and and spend time with family and friends. And that's what we're doing now. And we're very thankful. Uh, so there's the chit chat. And by the way, there was this book that I was, which is completely slightly different topic, but not quite. <laughs> there was this book that I really wanted from uh, John L. Cooper. He is the lead singer of the band Skillet. You know I talk about Skillet all the time. <laughs> and the book was Alive to Truth. He's He wrote it. And he actually has another one on the way. I'm not sure if it's been released yet. But um, that was one of the things that I absolutely wanted. It was like actually the only thing that I wanted for Christmas um, and I was uh, blessed enough to receive it. So I'm enjoying that book so much. And I just want to go ahead and recommend that to you all as a book to read. It's uh, eye-opening, actually. And it's, you would think, and I, I have to be, I try not to be offensive, but you would think that with a, with him being a rocker, uh, it would not be as intelligent. <laughs> that sounds so horrible. I'm not trying to say that rockers aren't intelligent. I'm just saying that it's so well-written and... Um, thought-provoking, actually, that I did I did not expect it, but it is. And it's just, it's you know, it's less than 200 pages, but it's good stuff. So I want to recommend you all, recommend to you all that you grab that book and you read it because it would open up your eyes to a lot of things that are going on, including CRT um, and Marxism socialism like it's, it covers the gambit and you think okay well what is this alive to truth have to do with anything well you're gonna have to get the book and find out because you'd be surprised but that is the chit chat and i'm so thankful again to be here in the united states with the family and um and yeah i get to be able to see bakersfield once again it's the beauty of bakersfield and be with family and friends so again that's the chit chat Hey guys, you know that I have offered to you all the opportunity to join the Whole Body 30-Day uh, Reset, the Whole Body 30-Day After the Holidays Reset, and I am very excited to have you all join. And today, actually, today is the 31st, so those of you who wanted to join, 
this would be the last day to get in because I wanted to make sure that everybody had the opportunity to get their information in so that way I can create programs specifically for you, but that we can do as a group. Because remember, it's a group and I'm looking forward to assisting you all in decreasing your inflammation, lowering your toxic load, helping you to find what foods work best for you and your body, um, deciding whether or not, you know, keto is best for you, low carb is best for you, uh, Mediterranean is best for you. Whatever the case is, whatever is best for you, that's what we try to find. And if it's not under some kind of umbrella of, um, of a fad name, then who cares? Because the point is to find the foods that are best for you. That also includes elimination protocols so that way we can find what foods are dis- disturbing your gut. Because as you know, foods can disturb your gut and cause you to have rashes and brain fog and eczema Or you may be coming across some foods that may be healthy for you, but that are also causing you some pain. And you may need to eliminate them for the moment until we can get your gut healed and sealed, which is very important. And since that is so very important, that's why this this whole body reset, this 30 day after the holidays, the whole body reset is the best thing for you. Yeah, you'll lose weight too. But I mean, I know you guys, you may be more excited about losing the weight, but I just want to say, I mean, what about that health, right? What about that health? That's exciting. And I just wanted to go ahead and make sure that I reminded you today is the last day, December 31st to get signed up. The links will be down below so that way you can get started. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at team at gmail.com. That's team at gmail.com. E-H-I-N-W team, T-E-A-M at gmail.com for any answers that you have uh, desires. Um, Because I just want to make sure that it's available to you so that way we can get started. And again, this program, I did offer discounts up up until the 30th. Uh, Unfortunately, this is the last day, so the discounts are no longer available. So it would be full price. If you have any questions, let me know. If you think that you can do this program or maybe you want to start a different program, let me know. That's what it's all about. You can always schedule an uh, individual uh, e-calendar uh, call and it will be free, 15 minutes, so we can discuss your health and what would be best for you. So once again, I want to invite you to jump on this last day of getting signed up for the After the Holidays 30-Day Reset because this will change your life. And now for some motivation and encouragement. I want to motivate and encourage you all to get outside. I personally have been not locked away, but I have been uh, kind of in the home for a while. And I've forgotten how beautiful the sky looks. And we should not forget that. So I want to take this opportunity to invite you, even if it's raining, even if it's raining, to take a look outside, get the sunshine into your pores because that vitamin D3 is like begging. Those vitamin D3, as you already know, because we've discussed it before, is what will cause, help all of your other hormones to synthesize. And without the vitamin D3 in your body, now, of course, you can use a supplement, but why not also get the vitamin D straight from the sun? Even if it's cloudy, it makes a difference, I promise. Yeah, The best way to get it is where you can get a tan. And yes, for my browner folks, you can get a tan. Yes, you can get a tan. But even if it's just for a little bit, you know what? This helps to reset your circadian rhythm, which will indeed help you to sleep well, to wake well for your microbiome, your gut, to adjust accordingly. So there are a few things that you can do 
to get that sun in. And one, of course, and the most important is to go get the sun in, meaning step outside of your door, open your door, step outside, breathe in. <laughs> oh, was it, was there smog? Sorry. Okay. Try to breathe from another spot. Otherwise breathe in, out, get it all in. Breathe from the gut. Don't forget, because if you breathe from your chest, you're going to get that shallow air. It's not going to be sufficient. You're not going to get enough oxygen into your body. And then you're not going to experience all that is encompassing when you get that fresh air in. You don't get fresh air from outside. Oh, what about the uh, the smog and the cars and the, and the, oh my goodness. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about that because after you breathe it in, <laughs> whether it takes a mask or it takes, you know, covering your nose to get the oxygen. Either way, you're going to breathe it in, right? So afterwards, you can always consider taking doing a detox. But that's neither here or there. We're talking motivation and encouragement. My motivation and encouragement to you is to take the air in, take it out. But most importantly, get that vitamin D. Go embrace the sun. Not too close, it'll burn. It will burn. But go get that sun in. Let it soak into your skin. Make sure you're wearing short sleeves. Is it cold? Is it raining? Okay, well, um, <laughs> sit, in, sit inside a little bit, but, you know, next to a window. Open your window. Open your curtains. What? You got, like, neighbors and no side windows where you can <laughs> do what you can when you can, okay? Good, better, best. Don't forget, always good, better, best. But I do absolutely want to invite you to get that vitamin D in. And secondly... If you cannot get it via the sun directly, because honestly, that's so difficult to do, especially while we're in winter, you can get your vitamin D3 supplements and go ahead and grab them from Equa.life so that way you can get a sufficient and strong enough amount. You do need 35 IU per uh, gram of, for, per kilogram of uh, weight from your body. So take that into consideration. That will help a lot. And uh, then you will have the sufficient amount that you need. Now, if you have any questions about that, you can always go to my in, my Instagram account. You can email me. You can um, jump onto the Facebook group, which is Envision Health Membership. So there are so many different ways for you to get the answers, to get the options, to get the questions answered. Why not? So again, my motivation and encouragement to you, get that sun in. Ta-da! Hey guys, did you know that doTERRA essential oils not only creates essential oils for the body but and for consumption, but they also make simple things that maybe you're wondering how to get your hands on but weren't quite sure, like low no-tox, no-tox, body bar to wash your body that you can wash also your hair with, your whole body without worrying about endocrine disruptors, or parabens, or any of those other things to destroy your hormones? Or what about some chapstick? Aren't you tired of having that disgusting chapstick that goes into your bloodstream that affects your hormones? Well, with doTERRA, they have specific, they have different flavors of chapstick, and they are fantastic. I bought three of them for Lydia, and they're great. But my most uh, favorite, the one that I use daily, because I can tell you I don't shower daily, but what I do use daily 
is my doTERRA Greek fur deodorant. Oh my word, this thing is on point. When I wear it, I don't excessively sweat and I certainly do not smell. And that for me is very important because while I'm on my bike all the time, I need to know that my deodorant has got my back. And that's one thing I don't have to worry about. So if you're interested in getting some low no-tox products to protect your body, your hormones, your endocrine system, then I can say look no further than to mydoterra.com forward slash E-H-I-N-W coach and get your products right there. That's my link. You'll find it down below. Enjoy the products. Know that you're doing something great for your body and you don't have to worry, finally, about making your body iller than it already is. That's doTERRA. Okay, now for the health segment. The health segment, we are talking about beta cells. Dun, dun, dun. I know, I've been talking about it for like, I don't know, what, a month or two? And I keep on saying, we're going to do beta cells, and then we don't do beta cells. Okay, we're going to do beta cells, and I don't do the beta cells, you know, because I've just not been in the mood. <laughs> but, but I have studied it up, and I really want to talk about beta cells. It may be a short, it may be shortened version, but the whole point is for you to understand what the beta cells do, so that way you can, so that way you can know how to um, improve them, as well as we're going to talk about essential oils. And why? Because essential oils are really awesome. <laughs> That's why. And this week, I've been using them quite a lot, to be honest. So uh, why not? So we're going to talk about beta cells and essential oils. So stick around as we go ahead and jump into this. And I really hope that if you have any questions, that you will hit me up either via um, via type 2 diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. That's uh, particular to this podcast. Or if you want any help concerning what you can do to lower your glucose levels, how to reverse your type 2 diabetes, how to find the root cause of your blood sugar dysregulation, that you will contact me either via Instagram or via email, which is team E-H-I-N-W-T-E-A-M at gmail.com so we can get you going. So stick around as we get into... Beta cells. Okay, so as you know, beta cells, as beta cells are these cells that are in your body that stimulate or actually that are required for your insulin to be absorbed so that way your body can, you know, just relax and not let it be flooded with glucose, you know, that thing. Where when we're flooded with glucose, our brain is crazy, our brain is foggy, we are out of control, our heart palpitates just a little bit more, we have headaches, we are dehydrated, we get, you know, stiff legs, our joints start to hurt, um, our feet start to swell, we have lymphedema, we have eye, um, eye problems, we can't hardly see, or the vision gets degraded. Now, these some of these are symptoms that follow long-term glucose dysregulation but what about the shorter term things what about the things that are not so long term what if you just got started maybe you have a gut now that you know the gut is the only thing that makes you look quote unquote fat what about your 
the the cramps in your fingers, the numbness that goes through your fingers. Now that is also long term. You know that's more of a long term effect of having a too too high of a glucose level. But what also about the um, second? Yes. So I forgot where I left off, but I'll continue. With beta cells, the beta cells are what stimulate your pancreas to create insulin. Without the insulin, then as I mentioned before, with all the short and long-term symptoms, you're winding up having glucose that stays in the bloodstream, which when you prick your finger or when you go to the doctor and they test it, they find that your blood sugar is super high or above normal, whatever that is. Now we want to talk above optimal. So above or below optimal, I should say. Below optimal is the, wor- is the worst way to go. That's not what we want. We want above, we want optimal and even <laughs> super, super optimal. But some of the short term, some of the lower or short ter- shorter term effects of having dysregulated blood sugar could also be, you know, skin tags. It could be um, darker skin around the neck. It could be... Um, it could be some swelling, like I mentioned, that could still occur. Um, you might also find that you are uh, less, it's not as easy to heal from wounds. Um, I mentioned joint pain. There's also headache. There are headaches, um, extreme thirst that also occurs. Now, again, these, these are the things that you see after almost after you've been diagnosed with dysregulated blood sugar or quote unquote diabetes, but these are things that could be avoided. And if you pay attention and if you are if you are adamant and active about your health and knowing what's going on with your body, you can forego these things. Um, so that being said, beta cells, beta cells and and the um, the inability for uh, sensitivity is glucose sensitivity is one of one of two which glucose sensitivity being the second uh ways that your blood sugar uh your blood sugar or your diabetes takes effect now there's that blood sugar insensitivity if you no longer if you're no longer sensitive to glu- to insulin then your beta cells are are usually the reason why and what do you mean by that i mean that your beta cells again are what absorb are what take in the glucose okay they stimulate the they stimulate the pancreas to create the insulin but if the if the beta cells are worn out because of constant because of constant stimulus because there's so much glucose that ha- they have to constantly stimulate the in- the glu- the insulin from the pancreas to take effect then after a while, they become worn out. And you may hear some say that that is not the case, that, that, but, but it's true. There are two, let me go ahead and go with this. There are two schools of thought and I'll explain where I, where I lie in this. One school of thought with the beta cells is that the beta cells, they don't wear out. (laughs) They don't wear out, but, but in fact, the Insulin, uh, since the insensitivity of insulin uh, causes some type of strike in the body where the blood sugar just continues to accumulate and accumulate. The glucose accumulates and accumulates and accumulates in the body. And when it accumulates and accumulates and accumulates in the body, then your blood sugar 
then everything else starts to break down because the glucose starts to break all of the um, the cells down with microfractures and, and whatnot. Now, that is one school of thought. The other school of thought, which is the one that I lean more towards, and I can actually say that I am more in the middle <laughs> because I, I understand these things a little bit more. Not to say that the other people don't, but that I've looked at both sides. Um, the other school of thought is that the beta cells, they get worn out after constant constant require, constant um, signaling to the pancreas to create insulin to to sweep up the glucose mass. And so the the beta cells finally get worn out and then they can no longer request insulin from the pancreas, not as much as would be needed. And so it becomes more difficult. Um, it becomes more difficult for the glucose to be swept away. And that sounds more like a diabetes one type problem. But then when you add that to the fact that when a beta cells, um, which was where the diabetes type two would come in, um, when there are certain fats and oils that do not work with the body, those are polyunsaturated fatty acids, damaged oils, the damaged oils, poly, the PUFAs, the polyunsaturated fatty acids are indeed necessary for the body. Otherwise they wouldn't, I mean, there are certain things that are created by man and there are other things that are created by God and um, PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids are created by God. Um, and so they come in the form of sardines, uh, wild caught salmon, um, nuts, seeds, and things like that. However, some of the oils that are extricated from those nuts and seeds have gone through a, a refined, a, a harsh refining process to get those oils. Not all, but most. And then they're, they're heated to be bleached or, or removed, have their, their smells removed to be used as a neutral taste such as canola oil, which is a rapeseed oil, or vegetable oil. All of the vegetable oils, the canola oil or rapeseed oil, um, those types of oils, even, even some of the great oils, once they get heated, they become damaged, such as certain olive oils, if they're not, if they're not expeller-pressed, cold-pressed, um, and then uh, particularly taken care of to not be used in high heat, they can also become damaged oils. Okay, so now I'm talking about damaged oils and you're probably wondering why. And the reason is, is that when the cells are clogged up with those damaged oils, which comes a lot through fast food, all the fast food that we intake, the people are not using healthy oils. Unless you go to a healthy food restaurant where they're using butter or they're using coconut oil or they're using almond, uh, almond or avocado oil or they're using lard, and I'm talking real lard from a pasture-raised pig, um, or tallow, you know, from a, a free-walking uh, free animal, then you're looking at damaged oils. So there we go. There are the damaged oils. The damaged oils secrete, or rather, they cover and coat those cells that need to have the glucose stored in them. And while those, those damaged oils are covering and breaking down the cells, oxidizing the cells, the glucose can't get in. The insulin, the key, cannot be turned into the, the cell so that way the insulin can sweep the glucose in. 
Therefore, it's almost like a gunk. Trying to put your hand through goop or glue or slime to get through to something clear. Trying to push something through. And that's the way it works. So with the beta cells, this is a very light overview of beta cells. But now you understand what the, why the beta cells are important. And we're as far as uh, blood sugar regulation and also the um, uh, insulin resistance. Okay, so that is an overview. We'll probably get more into it because I have a lot more notes. But honestly, they're not here with me. They are in the Netherlands on my computer. So um, we will leave that there for now. But just so you know that we've touched on the beta cells and you get an idea. And don't forget that with the beta cells, you can rebuild those beta cells by using um, functionally high intensity workouts. Remember, we talked about that. That is, um, that is walking, for example, you know, walking or steady state cardio is another way to consider it. Um, maybe not exactly. Well, high intensity also works, but it needs to be functional high intensity, such as HIIT workouts. It needs to be functionally high intense uh, interval uh, uh, workouts, and that's how they would be efficient for one who is trying to rebuild rebuild their beta cells. We talked about this in times past in a few episodes ago, so you're more than welcome to look back to those episodes and see how you can rebuild it because it was so exciting. I like blabbed all about it. So next, essential oils. Okay, so I promised you essential oils, and I have been studying this thing because as you all know, or if you didn't, now you do, I am a doTERRA wellness advocate, and I've been learning most, and I became a doTERRA wellness advocate because I wanted to know how to help my clients to not depend on pharmaceuticals or over-the-counters or insects or anything else that will inevitably destroy their liver because I find it atrocious. I find it atrocious that we are so dependent upon medications that do nothing but destroy us in the long run. Yeah, they may help us short term, but in the long run, once again, they do not help us. We find that our bodies are more destroyed. They are less active. They are no longer able to do the things that they they were built to do, um, created to do. And because of that, I find it to be my personal mission, as well as the fact that I cannot stand that we are so dependent upon these these drugs where someone else has the control as to whether or not you can have them, i.e. Um, insurance. You know, all of those things where insurance plays the role and they determine if you can get the medication or not. We may be at a different place right now. I mean, it is 2022, but I remember when I needed medication um, there were certain things that were not, quote unquote, approved by my insurance company. And I had to do use a different um, uh, vari- uh, uh, variation of that medication. And again, I don't even like to take medication because I do not want to become dependent upon medication. Now, that roots back to a few things. And maybe at some point we'll discuss it. But right now, let's suffice it to say that I don't feel that anyone should be dependent upon pharmaceuticals, medications, any of those things that will inevitably destroy the liver. And they're not natural ingredients in the first place, though they may have started off that way. Um, Once they're in the hands of those who can determine how much money they're going to make off of it, that's when we know there's a problem. I'm not upset or concerned about people making money. I'm upset or concerned about people 
levying the levying their ability to help people um, with the or leveraging, I should say, leveraging um, and using that as using the medications or the ability to take or use or get the help that they need um, based off of, well, how much can you pay? Again, I am not even against people making money because you have to make money to survive. And I don't even say that people should make the same amount of money. You do different work, you get a different amount of money. That's all there is to it. What I am saying, however, is that I do not want to be dependent upon drugs. So let's get into it. Okay, so we did start talking about the, well, I started rambling, didn't I? So let's go ahead and get to some of the information concerning essential oils, such as, now I'm reading from Natural Living Family. It's a book that I was able to download, and it's great. And I I suggest that you download it too. It's actually free, and I love it. I read through it so quickly. There's 168 pages, but about 154 of them is actual um, education within itself. The rest is um, science and resources and sources. So that's important. I know a lot of you don't believe in the power of essential oils because of um, not having scientific backing, backing, but actually they do. And I would really suggest that you grab this book. And since it is free, I'll put the link down below and then you can get started as well as into reading it. And then, you know, making your own decision, making your own Making your own decision. I mean, it's up to you, right? Um, so uh, this is written by a doctor um, and a researcher. So that's really cool when you get both of those and it gives you more information about it. So it says on page one, on page 60, more recently, essential oils have been under the guise of the aromatherapy profession, although we have records of people using them as far as thousands of years ago. Did they have essential oils like we now have them today? Um, of course not, but modern distillation procedures are relatively new in relation to the Earth timetable. So, you know, however, um, Nicander, BC, 183 through 135, a Greek poet and physician, for example, spoke of the extraction of perfumes from plants by what we should know call, what we should now call a process of distillation. And we have another and we have other ancient accounts of crude methods to extract the precious oil from plants. Um, okay, so that's in quote. Um, what this book goes on to talk about is herbal preparations versus essential oils, which is, I think, something that we need to get into. So going down to that paragraph, it says, There's no doubt that the ancients realized a fragrance was something more than just pleasant. Such was the confidence in the therapeutic power of aromas that, at one point, the entire prevailing theory of disease centered around bad and good smells. So when we talk about aromatherapy, essential oils being used from ancient times, for example, in the Bible, when fragrant offerings were commanded and incense was to be burned, it's true in that the essential oils were pre- present and utilizing and utilizing the fragrance was the in- intended result. Where ancient and modern use differs, however, is that we are now able to isolate the essential oil, not simply include it, but use it exclusively. An herbal oil is herbal matter infused with an oil such as olive, so that it contains the essential oil, albeit in very small amounts, alongside many other compounds from the plant. 
There are fewer compounds, obviously, since the plant matter is strained away and discarded, but there are still many, creating a highly usable oil infused with a range of medicinal properties. The essential oils, as we know them, they, on the other hand, take the small amount of volatile, volatile oil from part of a plant and concentrate it so that it's the only product of the plant remaining. This is usually accomplished using steam distillation to release the droplets and then catch them. Because it's an extraction of a very small facet of a plant, it takes large volumes of each plant to create even a 5 milliliter bottle of essential oil. It comes down to this. For herbed oils, the oil is now medicinally stronger than it was before, but the herbal matter is more varied and less concentrated than an essential oil. For aromatherapy essential oils, the oil is concentrated and specific in use, condensed from large amounts of herbal matter that have been isolated for a single component, therefore compressed into much, much smaller volumes of oil. To break it down further, the herbal oil can contain the essential oil, but not vice versa. So isn't that cool? I'm ending that quote there. That was going to page 62. Isn't that really cool? Um, essential oils have been around forever. They've been used in many things. Um, they have been used in many facets. Uh, talking, uh, you know, offerings and incense and things of that nature. But also for medicinal purposes. Um, um, I used to think that if you were to separate the oil from the plant, that it was no longer a whole, a whole product. Though it is called volatile, the volatile por portion of the essential oil, of, of, of the essence, it's, it's the essence of the plant. So if you were to brush by a plant of lavender or a bushel, a bushel? Would it be a bushel? Um, a bushel of lavender or um, roses, you, automat you automatically get that scent. So what is done is the scent, the essence of that plant is captured by the distillation process, like they mentioned, and that is what is used. And so that is where the essential oil comes from. So it is, you do need many plants to do this job and to do it um, effectively. It needs to be high grade. It needs to be pure. It needs to be, um, it needs to be certified and not just certified by the FDA. I mean, come on, really, the FDA certified the, um, um, the pokey poke, but, um, <laughs> but it needs to be certified by a pure source, a source that will take 54 additional types of tests, a source that will take outside ex uh, tests as well, third party tests to ensure that it's pure and a source that would not only do all of that, but they would discard that which is not 100% pure to make sure that these products are used uh, to the fullest benefit and without harm. Because these, these products, these essential oils, they are used to heal, to calm, to, to help heal the gut, to decrease uh, pain and soreness, to stop nausea, to decrease period pain, to um, help with mental, with the mental, um, think with thinking, clarity, you know, 
And so these things have to be 100%. Otherwise, they're not doing the job and they can, do, they, can do harm, they can do harm. Going back to the book a little bit, just so I can uh, say, but before I do say um, anything further about the book, um, there are three ways you can use essential oils. And that is by inhalation, topical, and internal. Inhalation is just as simple as that. <clears throat> you can either open up the bottle cap and smell the oil and receive the benefits because when we inhale things, it goes past our mucosal membrane into our lungs and then um, it disperses that way, okay? You can add it topically, which 60 to 70% of anything that touches the skin is automatically absorbed by passing the barrier into the bloodstream. And then there's internal, whereas you can apply it into your mouth by drops with a carrier oil um, by, with capsules or with water or a fatty product or food by culinary means. So there are different ways that you can use essential oils. And I thought that was super awesome. I actually bumped into a woman on Instagram and it was so neat to see everything that she used essential oils for. I mean, she had so many different recipes. Um, I want to say um, Topic Dea was her name. I'm not quite sure, but it was so awesome. I just thought to myself, wow, how can she have, she's amazing. Now I just have to find her. Um, but I just love, love, love the fact that you can use it. Pick of the day, P-I-C-O-F-T-H-E-D-E-A. That is her Instagram handle. And I really suggest that you follow her. She shows so many different ways in, in meal prep to utilize it. I was just so shocked. I said, oh, I'm following her right away. So, you know, it's amazing all of the things that you can do with these, with these essential oils. And so you can enhance your food. You can, in, and you can enhance your food flavor, the profile, or you can utilize it in your food as for medicinal purposes. Not to say that we are doctors because we're not, we cannot prescribe any medications, but as someone who is learning how to utilize the essential oils, you can then learn how to take care of, you can remedy for yourself, or you can get someone as a, such as a doTERRA wellness advocate or an aromatherapist um, to help to concoct something for you that would be specifically for you. Again, bioindividuality is key, right? Right. I believe that with all of my heart. Bioindividuality is key. So with that being said, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, so I did mention that I would discuss just a little bit about how the putting the oils in context of the plant, which is also part of the book. So let me go ahead and go into that just a little bit and then we'll go on and I'll tell you how I've used my essential oil, um, my peppermint essential oils uh, specifically. <laughs> so when the essential oil coming from the book, page 63, when the essential oil, whatever is left after processing, packaging, and then your cooking methods is part of the whole product, it is in such small and dispersed amounts that it's only small contribution to the whole. You're enjoying powdered cinnamon for the co combination of molecules that create texture, flavor, and varied benefits, right? So when you use an essential oil, you should use it for the very specific benefits that those specific molecules can provide. In the case of cinnamon bark, that is an essential oil, it's pretty potent as an antibacterial, more so than a dessert seasoning. 
And while it still does taste great and could be used with proper care in a culinary setting, uh, we'll get to that in a minute, which I probably won't, so I'll tell you now, um, you are, it is not in your best interest to add many of the essential oils directly into the cooking process without having it, uh, having it mixed with a lipid, a fat, to help to not only spread, um, to disperse the oil, but also to, to, um, to protect the oil. Because as it, as is mentioned, it is a volatile, which means that you could lose the, the, the flavor of it. If you're just going for flavor, you can lose it quickly. If you're not careful, they're good for marinades. And, um, if you're careful, you can use it for some baked goods, but however, it could, it could, you know, the flavor of it could change based on the cooking preparation. So now that I've laid that, let me go ahead and go back to um, what was, it's also a dermal irritant. In other words, it could really hurt your skin or the tender lining of your mouth and throat if you were to use it just like cinnamon sticks or powder, meaning you can't just pop the thing in your mouth um, <laughs> just like that. Um, you would need a carrier oil. And while it is still, while it still does taste great and could be used with proper care in a culinary setting, um, as I mentioned, oh, I, re- I reread that. To throw another wrench in the works, the essential oil gathered from the bark won't have the same components as that of the essential oil taken from leaves. And it will vary be- between varieties of the same plant species, growing methods, seasons, and even the way it's harvested. These are volatile oils, remember? So they are pretty delicate in their composition and will adapt based on their conditions and use to the plant. So this is pretty powerful stuff. The progress that we have made since aromatherapy was first written allows us to choose aromatherapy essential oils for specific uses based on what we know of their composition. Rather than burning whatever smells good and hoping um, hoping that it chases away disease, we can combine the art and the science of aromatherapy to be intentional and effective in our use. Now, that is page 63, and I'm going to stop there. Um, there are so many different ways that you can use essential oils. You can diffuse them, which is another inhale, uh, way to inhale it. Um, uh, I did mention opening up the bottle. You can also diffuse it, as I mentioned. You could put it in a spray bottle and spray it all over the house. Um, to clean after maybe colds or viruses have swept through. Um, you can use it as a disinfectant with lemon, with the essential oil lemon. Um, also, I use lemon in my water because as, you, as I've mentioned before, you want to add, you want to have lemon in your water in the morning every day. Um, you may not get the enzymatic effects of the lemon um, per se, um, as you would if you had a fresh lemon, but you don't miss out on the on the antibacterial benefits of the lemon, and that's what we want to go for. When you're using the essential oil lemon, you are absolutely receiving the benefits that can help to clear your help to clear the toxins out of the body, which is most that's the most important part. That's why we do it in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I, besides using the essential oil lemon, have been using oregano, three drops in a carrier oil of olive oil um, every morning, and that is to help me with my candida bacteria overgrowth. Oh my goodness, my candida albicans. Um, I've mentioned before that I'm going to be working on getting my candida under control because where candida roams rapid, while while it roams and it takes its place and and is overgrown 
that also can contribute to uh, uh, sugar sugar desires and cravings. Whew, if I can just get it out, sugar desire, desires and cravings. But if you can get that candida under wraps, then that helps. And oregano is one of those essential oils that does exactly that. It helps to kill the candida um, so that way you can bring it back under under control. However, I do know that I need to do more than essential oils to get my candida under control, but that's what I'm using as far as the, the essential oils are concerned. It's a biofilm disruptor, and that's the point. <clears throat> we'll get more into that next week, I think. With the new year, we'll talk about how to bust up the biofilms and to how to control and get rid of what the protocol is for candida overgrowth. Maybe next week, maybe next, maybe just within the month. But I'm so excited about these things. Also, I'm using peppermint. I'm using peppermint as um, as a pain reliever. So I have I have my peppermint oil that I've dropped um, forty drops of peppermint essential oil into my fractionated coconut oil and into a five milliliter bottle. And with that, I am spraying it on my because I fell. <laughs> I fell on my belly. I did. I did. I tripped and I fell. I'm using that now as a pain reliever. Um, not something to consume. I could use it to consume because everything is is okay. It's okay. But I did it for the mid. I did it for the pain relieving grade. So, forty drops is actually not as strong as it could be. But I'm also letting my niece use it. So for me, I think it's very good to make sure that it's my niece. She is 11. <clears throat> she'll be she'll be 12 on New Year's Day. Oh my word! <laughs> but she um, she also has some uh, some pain, some soreness. So she's using it as well. I want to make sure that it's not too strong. Those are things that you learn when you get into u- utilizing the products. Either you have somebody have it blended for you. You get it pre-blended. You can go through the doTERRA websites. You can talk to your doTERRA wellness advocates or any other aromatherapy uh, practitioner. And you can get those situated. And then you can have what you need without adding all those toxins to it. Oh, my word, the toxins. So I've been using... Um, I've also been using peppermint oil to spruce up my coffee because I've been wanting a peppermint mocha latte and I purchased some Lily's, um, I purchased a Lily's, uh, peppermint chocolate chips, but it, funny enough, it's not as pepperminty as I like. So I add a drop of the uh, peppermint essential oil to my coffee and oh, so delicious. I love that. It's so delicious. It's like, it's like exactly what I wanted. <laughs> And then also, um, <clears throat> I've been using the oil, the peppermint essential oil as a, a clothing freshener, as somewhat of a perfume. So I've mixed peppermint essential oil with wild orange and lemon, and then I've added it to a carrier oil. Um, so it's more like a rub-in for myself as, uh, as opposed to a perfume, but I use it nonetheless. And I spray that on my body. And so it's like a scented rub and I'm, I'm moisturized at the same time. So it smells so good. It's like, wow, this is, this is like fantastic. And I am not disrupting my endocrine system, my hormonal system, because all of those uh, xenoestrogens that are occurring all about in floating in the air, we talked about this. 
the toxins that float out in the air that we inhale, that we put on ourselves, that we use um, unintentionally, not, unintentionally, not knowing, in fact, that they are actually doing us harm, we can alleviate that. We can decrease that by just doing our own uh, thing, by creating our own DIY products, by making our own uh, chapstick or lip balm or or uh, uh, lip gloss, for that matter. Um, I think it's exciting, and I think it's awesome. And there's so many different opportunities to do this. I I use it also just a peppermint and a fractionated coconut oil, a lighter. I think I used about five, ten drops to add to my oil. So that way I can use it for an invigorating leg, uh, leg uh, lotion, um, moisturizer, because sometimes my legs get tired. Now, these days they haven't because I've been on easy street vacation time. But when I'm riding my bike, my legs do get tired. And so it's really awesome to have that to invigorate my legs and have that energy back, you know, adding a little bit of lemon to that as well. Not too much because you don't want to be out and about with just lemon with a a strong potency of lemon. Uh, We'll get into that later. But having that out, oh, it's so invigorating and it makes me feel so good. And I feel good knowing that I'm doing something great for my body where I am actually not poisoning myself. And it sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, the whole world is trying to poison you, you know, based off of everything that we've made. There's over 144,000 man-made chemicals in the earth on this planet. So if we can do our best now to minimize what we are doing, you know, the phthalates, the plastics, heating in plastics, drinking out of of BPA uh, plastics, you know, check it out and see if it's BPA. If it's not, there's a brother uh, form of plastic now that is just as bad as BPA. But they're doing their best to uh, change the name so that way you can keep on buying. Not eating out of uh, uh, nonstick items. It seems like a lot, but it's a little bit if you do it at a time. You know, good, better, best. We have to stick with the good, better, best. And we have to mind, we have to know, and just as I mentioned, no food guilt. We have to also mind no, no product guilt. You're going to have to do your best. You can't fight yourself and beat yourself up every time you do something else. But you can, every time that you are able, every time that you have the funds, every time you can sacrifice a little, make those changes. Because in the end, you make the changes that will last a lifetime. So with that being said, I want to thank you so very much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2. And I also want to let you know that if you're interested in knowing more about the doTERRA product, you can always go on to mydoterra.com forward slash E-H-I-N-W, Ehinwa, and you will be able to jump in there that way and see what what we have to offer. If you have any questions, again, you are more than welcome to either email me. You can email me at type2diabetes-take2 at gmail.com. If it's according, if it's about the podcast in general, or if, or if you would like to be interviewed for the podcast, or if you'd like to know more about how I can serve you with the products or with health, how I can, how you can get that uh, 15 minute free discovery call. The link will be down below the email to actually ask me questions concerning the, the health protocols that I offer the programs. You can reach me there at Ihinwa team at gmail.com. That is E-H-I-N-W-T-E-A-M at gmail.com. Thanks once again for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2 and have a great day. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy life. Once again, we are not doctors. We cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure. But we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day.